This one's on me, Suns fans. This one's on me. This loss to the Houston Rockets at home. Phoenix Suns now 12-2 and at home. This one's on me. I'm covering the game for Bright Side of the Sun, right? You know what that means. High probability of the Suns losing. Because, Matthew, I don't get nice things. I got the 51-point performance. I got to cover that game. I got this amazing <laughs> DA and Devin Booker performance sitting on top of the world. Felt fantastic. So, you know, Dave King said, hey, can anybody pick up tonight's game coverage? I'm like, you know what? I'm on a heater right now. I'm on a roll. With <laughs> playing the yeah. shitty-ass Rockets. I'll cover this yeah. game. Suns lose 122-121. I'm now 1-5 on the season covering games for Bright Side of the Sun. The Suns have lost seven fucking games. I've covered five of them. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be you, man. Um, could be. I, it is you. I didn't want to. I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to say. I didn't want to start okay. the show saying, you know what? It's your. It's your fault, man. And it's okay. It um, we got to put the blame on somebody. It's you. It's not because you know we had five shots at the end and we missed all of them. Like it's so crazy how it was. Like how is it not going in? It's right there. It wasn't Corey because was short they took twice. I was it like, wasn't Holy. because they took forty-three free throws to our nineteen. It had nothing to do with that. Yeah, it was yeah. me. I don't want to go. Yeah. It was me. Go I covered the this. game for Brightside, mm-hmm. one and five this year. It's fucking and like the games that I cover, I, I haven't gotten a blowout. Every game I've covered, it's like the Suns have lost three <laughs> of their seven games yeah, by yeah. a total of three points, and I think two of their games they've lost by two points. So of their five games, they've only had two games where they've really played shitty. Yeah, Mario Lopez is correct. Void a curse. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. Why do I have to be the guy who's cursed, man? I don't oh. know, man. Well, your your curse was such beauty with um with so much good things from our Lord. Uh, just this is the one thing that is uh you know a really bad curse, I guess, is uh, the Suns losing when you write the game. Look at this face. This ain't beautiful. <laughs> no, just beautiful, beautiful person. God, you God know, down set on a bench. Mike, thank you in the chat. He says, Voida, you didn't force those passes. But I had to write about them. You did. I had to sit there and write, you know, and, and what sucks, and this is, you know, a little insight, right? You know, because obviously in the situation that both Matthew and I are, considering we go live after every Phoenix Suns game, is we have to, you know, we're not going to sit there for 30 minutes after the game and really go to depth thoughts if we're writing an article for Bright Side of the Sun. So what we have to do in these close games, what do we have to do, Matthew? Just let Dave do it, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't finish and submit it. And we have we, <laughs> we have to write two endings. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to write like, oh, they I won know. barely. I've never or, done oh, that. Oh, they've actually. oh, awesome. That's the, well, you kind of have to. It's the fourth. Well, you know impressing. what? Now that you do said, I used to actually do um, the whole when they're blowing them out. Like in the third quarter, I would have done like, oh, the yeah. Suns pull away, and then usually it always worked for me. I think there was one time where I had to rewrite it. So yeah, you're right. This this team was up ten going into the fourth quarter. I was like, okay, even if they bring it back, the Suns will pull this out. But again, when when the Phoenix Suns in the fourth quarter are outscored thirty six to twenty five, you, you you can't you can't be prepared for that. So. A lot to talk about on this podcast. Uh, is it the end of the world? No. Yeah. Oh, it is. No, a lot to talk about. Okay, it's not lots the end of, talk of the world. Are you kidding me? To... I got I got a new microphone. It better not be the yeah, end of the world. Yeah, I was gonna. We were gonna talk about thing. it. How Look is that thing? How do you how, do you like it? it sounds Whoop. great. Whoa, it sounds good, doesn't it? Yeah, it sounds fantastic. You All don't right, sound great. like you're down a hallway anymore. <laughs> you know? I mean, it, it works. It's here. It's um in front of my face. So. Yeah. God Happy. bless Cyber Monday, and and thank you to the Jamsters for donating via the super chat. Things your donations help us up 
upgrade some of our equipment, some of our needs. Uh, I'm, I've had the same thing for like five years yeah. now. Uh, so maybe, you know, we get a few more donations, some good things happen. Maybe I can get a new microphone too. Uh, but again, welcome to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Unfortunately, you're coming to us after the Phoenix Suns lose only their seventh game this season. They are now 15 and seven on the year. Plenty to break down in this uh, basketball game and plenty to break down on this podcast. So make sure you hit the thumbs up button while you're hanging out with us. And if you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you consume po- podcasts, go ahead, give us a like, a five star, whatever that opportunity is. Do it, Matthew. It's a Friday night. The Suns have lost. Yes. What kind of water are you drinking tonight? Oh, the kind with salt in it. Some sea salt water. That's what I'm doing over here. Wow. Well, let's. Uh, what is that, man? Let's get crazy. <laughs> this is Pax, Paxis Red Blend Wine. Oh, I'm going to drink some wine. Let me uncork this real quick. Yeah. Who doesn't love a twist-off cap to a wine bottle? Does it make a difference, though? Who gives a shit? Look know, at that. Some people on here might be mad about this whole thing. About what? The corking or the... Yeah, or the, the corking, corking? The suns. Who cares? Let's... uh, oh, Let's... Mm, this is what year is this? This is a, uh, you know, it's a good bottle. Oh, it's a 2019. Mm. Oh, that was my mm. finest year. As a mm. Smell, sm- smells like DeAndre Ayton's second season, right? Right. Smells like, smells like one of those games where he goes for eight and seven. That's what it smells like. So let's talk about this game where he this went eight and seven. One. To the lowly Houston Rockets, a team that entered this game four and sixteen on the season. We were six fifteen and five. Guess what? Or we were fifteen and six. I'm sorry. And they entered five and sixteen. Now they're six and sixteen. Yep. And we're fifteen and whatever. Brings me to my first question. Matthew, I got to ask. So Matthew, I gotta ask, and this again, is hopefully yeah. going to assist all the jamsters who know that this is an embarrassing loss and hopefully know that the world isn't falling and we don't need to sit here and pick apart a bunch of things, although we'll overreact to at least a couple things in this. Uh, Torrey Craig wasn't playing tonight. Cameron yeah. Johnson's out. Uh, Jay Crowder is hanging out who knows where. He's just he, t- he This is one of those games where he's like, hey, oh, my God, maybe they do need me. Maybe I can get some value for myself. But the question I got asked for you, Matthew, Seen as Dario Saric is the guy who went and got the start today. And yes, we're going to start off with the Saric smoke break. The Saric smoke break. Who has more lateral quickness, Matthew? Dario Saric or Lieutenant Diane, who ain't got no legs? <laughs> so him screeching sideways is a little yes. bit quicker than uh, He's Dario. a little quicker than Dario, right? Yeah, it, it might be. I, I think that Saric might might win that one. We can put some money on that one later for sure. Um, tonight, you can see his quickness. Um, it was getting him nowhere. A lot of those passes, very... Um, very flat, very late. A lot of the times where he was asking for the ball were just in the lane. He was crowded. Um, he has like the one play though, man, where he'll get it in the lane and everyone on the bench is standing up and it comes out, rolls right on out. So 
I don't know the point. I think it's a lot of the just having size in there at the power forward position. Um, I was actually kind of rooting for Lee to start. I thought it would just be a fun game for him to start there. And, you know, against this young Houston team, you know, stand out there, shoot some motherfucking balls. But we put Sarich in there, man. And it was okay. It wasn't the reason we lost. But it's just like, what else he going to do? We have nobody else. And when Tori was out, I was like, damn, dude. I didn't think we would lose, but I'm like, hopefully this isn't a thing because I love the way he was playing next to DA, and now he's gone. So first game without him is a loss. It's too bad. Here's my thing with Dario. First time he has started a game since the last game of the 2020-2021 season. That was a game in which the Suns played the San Antonio Spurs, if you remember. And Matthew, we actually did the podcast. I did it live from Laughlin, Nevada. That's how long ago it's been since he's actually started a game. And he went one of five from the field, one of four from beyond the arc, ended with three points, four rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Very rusty. It's very unfortunate that that this was the decision that Monty Williams went with. I was with you, Matthew. I think Lee probably should have started this game. I think you could have integrated Dario Sarge into the game Seeing he's only he only played 21 minutes, but he had to play with the first team. But I thought this could have been a Lee or Landell kind of game. You, you bring in a guy who hasn't played in, I mean, how many games? Meaningful minutes in a really long time for this team. And to expect him to come out and play against a young, athletic team that likes to attack the rim at will, where you need somebody who has the ability to utilize a little trait called lateral quickness. I thought it was a poor decision to start this game. What the irony of it all is, is he led the team with a plus 10 plus minus tonight, Matthew. Hey, your it favorite stat. To show you. Yep. Yeah, my favorite stat. Exactly. It goes to show you how just wonky this game really was. It, it was just one of those games where Dario Sarch, I mean, he looked archaic out there. And he, he's, he's a guy who likes to pound parliaments, man, or, or marble reds behind circle K's. Like, he looked gassed out there. He, like you said, his his passes were flat. His three-pointers were flat. I thought, like, three of his three-pointers were going to end up in wedgies. They just were, like, that far off, right? Like, it was just like, yeah. it was it just, it wasn't, it was somebody who, it looked like a paintball in the wind. Every time he shoots, like, it curves a little bit. It's just, every time I saw it, I was like, dude, why? Why, why is now the time? that Monty Williams is choosing to utilize Daria. Well, you're playing a shitty Rockets team. You know, I can see that. This is an opportunity to forget to, to add some value. I can see that. But why did he start Lee or Landell, man? That will that will be my question about this game because I think that really could have made an impact that ultimately could have won this game. Now, get, get, don't get me wrong. We win this game. We're talking about Daria like, hey, what a fucking idiot. Look at Daria out there falling around. He got one ball, whatever. <laughs> you know, but, you know, when you lose 122 to 121 to the Houston Rockets, you do kind of look inwards a little bit and you just go, what the hell happened? And granted, the Suns were outscored 36 to 25 in that fourth quarter. Dario Sarge played zero minutes. So it wasn't a Dario Sarge effect. No, it wasn't. And you're, you're right. If we would have won this game, I wouldn't even think about it. And I didn't even think about him being an issue at all this game. I mean, we lost the game for other reasons we'll talk about coming later. I just think Dario starting was just kind of a thing. You just throw it out there for size, man. You get what you get from him. This is exactly a Dario game. This is how he plays. The fact that he started, and maybe some of you thought like, oh, he would help doing this, doing that. Nope. He just does what he does out there. And it's not much. A lot of it's physicality. A lot of it is just trying to like body up these 
these young athletic long guys that the Rockets have, but he's just a big body man. And I don't mind that. I feel like it's actually a decent idea to throw him out there. I think if he started Lee, it's just so small, you know, four of four. <laughs> so people have been like, why are you starting Lee? He's not a power forward. You have Dario out there. So yeah. either way, I feel like Monty's kind of screwed in the situation if we were to lose because everyone's going to blame everything that happened tonight on Monty, on Devin Booker missing that shot on DeAndre Ayton tonight. Like there's always a lot of blame going around. When you lose to a team like this in the Rockets, you can say it's like a letdown game, but it might have been. But I don't think you can blame it on the one guy of Dario Saric. I think that's pretty harsh because – he played his game tonight, man. Like you said, the plus 10, that just shows you nothing because I hate that stat. <laughs> but it, 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 it means something over a long period of time. It doesn't mean something for one game. No, he was lucky in his rotations. That's what it tells you. I guess. I didn't Spe- even notice him. Speaking of rotation. Ever since I've been here, we talked about everything you want is on the other side of hard. This is hard. Monty, Monty Williams. Coach of the Phoenix Sun. You know, again, Monty had a challenge in this one because he's down three power yeah. forwards and he had to run out some Ish Wainwright minutes early. Uh, he had to run out 25 minutes of Damian Lee, who actually played more than Dario Sarge did in this game. And some of his rotations, I feel like he was a victim of circumstance rather than being, uh, you know, making bad decisions. And that's one thing you're going to see in this game, because again, the, the first thing that we said right off the bat is the fact that, you know, Dario Sarge got the start, which was kind of a questionable. It's probably the most questionable thing that I feel Monty did in this, because outside of that, there's nothing he could have really done. I think that the, the Houston Rockets did a really good job of attacking that rim. And unfortunately for the Suns, they got the benefit of the doubt. If you, if you look at the final statistics, as we said, 43 to 19, when it comes to total free throws taken, if you look at total uh, personal fouls, 28 to 22 in favor of the Rockets. But the big thing, Matthew, was points in the paint. It was 62 to 40. They owned us in the paint. They did that in the fourth quarter. If you look at the statistics in that fourth quarter relative to points in the paint, it was 18 to 8. They outscored us by 10 in the interior. And that's something that Monty Williams has no control over. That's where we needed you know, our four and our five. DeAndre Ayton to play a little bit better on that interior. And it just, it, it wasn't there tonight. No, it wasn't. And yeah, there's a lot of talk right now of the free throw issues. And every time we come on a pot after it's like a just sparingly large difference between the two teams, usually the Suns are always like, you know, on the bad end of it, the smaller amount. That's again, what happened tonight. It wasn't like four free throw attempts like the other game, but it still looks bad. But the thing is the Suns are just not that team. Obviously I'll just say that like I always do. They're not the team to be physical. Um, even though you saw a little bit of physicality from Aiden last game, it wasn't really there tonight. But when the Suns were physical, going to the lane and forcing themselves up towards the rim, drawing any kind of body contact, they were they getting weren't getting calls. any call. They weren't. I thought I thought they were towards the end of the game. I thought when they actually tried to, but um, okay, I still think they were shit on. I think the technical by Devin Booker when he was talking to the ref on the way back, saying there was a foul because it was. You got to give Booker those fouls. That's- those are- that foul, that's a fucking foul. That's what Booker has to get. He's a superstar in the league right now. Mm-hmm. He's in an MVP conversation. He was fouled a twice guy, on that play. He was yeah, fouled exactly. when the guy reached him from yeah, behind. Reached around, and, and then the we went up and got set. body contact. Yeah. Exactly. He was not set. He that's a foul on anybody. anybody. Why are they well, not we, calling Jalen Green got that call that? all goddamn day? And you know, Jalen. Also, Jay Lee. 
And also, he did not get Jalen Green did not get a technical. Was it Jalen Green or Kevin Porter? It was Kevin Porter who, who mid play was, was bitching to the ref right and didn't after get a technical. that. And then Jalen Green, there was a there was a play where after he went up and he had a nice play against Booker, bodied him really good. He clapped right in Booker's face. No technical, nothing. nothing. So had the, we have these that. we have these games exactly where we do this, where Booker is gonna be just he's gonna have a hard time with the refs, and then these young guys always come in. Don't nothing ever is called against them. Nothing's ever called, you know, for the Suns against them. So I don't. It's one of those things where it's like Booker got bullied around a lot defensively sometimes but also like there was no calls in the beginning of the game going the sun's way when there were fouls and especially Aiden like it was going around and you know me I'm never the guy to be like oh I oh, know you're Sun, not sons need to do it themselves no this was a bullshit game by the rest for sure man yeah it's it was the it was the utter lack of consistency as you mentioned the play where Devin Booker gets called for a foul because he's chirping a little bit at the refs, and literally like the next play for the Rockets, they're chirping at the refs and nothing happens. Like right then, you're yeah. like, okay, what what's this stuff? You know, it's again, I can take it. Never put yourself in a position where the referees are determining the outcome of a game, right? Like I, I say that time and again, no matter what the sport is. If it's a football game, it's a basketball game. Never put yourself in the position to do it. And you have to credit the fact that they were aggressive on the interior. As I mentioned, they scored 62 points to the Suns, 40 on the interior. What does that tell you at face value? That they were attacking at will. And guess what? When you attack that much, you're probably going to get the benefit of the doubt of some calls. So I'm not saying that all of those fouls weren't unwarranted. What I am saying is there were some inconsistencies, especially in the middle part of the game, in which the Phoenix Suns weren't getting anything. I mean, there's a couple plays where DA went up and he gets slapped. I mean, there's the one where I mean DA gets slapped on the wrist and he misses the shot by like a, a foot. It's a foot <laughs> he short. Airballs it. It's a foot short. He's never airballed a jump shot. No. And there and there's like, nope. And it's like the ref is standing right there. It's like, uh-uh, no, didn't see it. Oh shit. Like, you know, you think he he's just like, oh, I probably should, or or another member of the of the refereeing crew. And again, like those little things do add up. So you have to. I, I do benefit the Rockets. We've talked about this in the past. The James Harden's of the world, right? James Harden drives me fucking nuts the way he used to foul bait and get all those calls. But if that's yeah. the game's being called and he's taking advantage of it, then kudos to him for, for taking advantage of it and recognizing that. Houston was re- they recognized that by halftime. It's like, dude, we can do whatever we want attacking the, the basket because we're going to get all the calls. And for some reason, they're not getting calls. Like Jalen Green was unbelievably aggressive on both ends of the floor tonight. How many fouls did he end with? Um, Like... Personal fouls? Yes. Or do you, okay. Uh, let me say three. Let me guess before I look. Yeah, I'll guess three. How many do you have? Two. He had two, two. fouls. Had two fouls. So again, like it's it's just frustrating as as a basketball fan when you can clearly see that one team is being permitted to be physical and the other one just simply isn't permitted to be physical. And it'd be interesting because we know that it goes both ways. We've have seen games yeah. where the Suns have gotten the benefit of the whistle. We've seen some Devin Booker games where he starts to get the benefit of the whistle, right? But if you look at that, that final free throw disparity, I wonder two things. One, how many times have the Phoenix Suns actually been the team that benefits and has the plus when it comes to that? And two, what is that disparity? Because there's been multiple games where it's been 20-plus for the Phoenix Suns this year. 20-plus more free throw attempts for the opposition. And that's just that's just ridiculous because, it, you know, again, how can you sit there and look at that objectively and say one team is unbelievably overpowering and physical and the other one is just so so good at not drawing fouls uh, that it, it, it's got to be, you know, it, they're not the culprit. It's clearly the other team. It's just it's, It doesn't go that way. 
No, it doesn't. I think a lot of the fouls though being called for the Rockets were actually there. They were there were fouls. Mikhail was fouling the shit out of a lot of the guys out there. Oh, um, we earned some of them. I, I yeah, agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but also it's like it's one of those games where you're playing the Rockets and you're like, oh, it's you know, it's it's physical. Look at them, they're cute, they're out there playing their game and it kind of gets away from me as a fan where I'm just like, yeah, let them have their free throws. Like, I don't care as much because I feel like we're going to win this game in the end. And you just don't realize it's going to be that big of an effect towards the end. You're actually going to lose. And you're going to talk about it on the pod after because it was a big deal. Because during the game, I don't think it's a big deal because I don't even really notice that as much because I'm watching my sons. I'm trying to figure out Aiden, what's he doing? And then fourth quarter and the third quarter comes along. I'm like, oh, shit, I better start paying attention to this Rockets team. What the fuck is going on out here, dude? That's the way it was for me. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I hear you. I'm looking right now and I'm literally I pulled up an Excel spreadsheet, right? Uh and I took I, I exported it from basketballreference.com while you were talking. And here are the here's the free throw disparity thus far this season for the Phoenix Suns. Uh going from their first game. Uh Dallas had 12 more than them. Portland had 15 more than them. The Clippers had eight more than them. They had 17 more than the Golden State Warriors at one point this season. Uh Next game, New Orleans had two more than them. They had four more than Houston, who I I forgot we even played them earlier this year. They had two less than Minnesota. They had six more than Portland. They had four more than Portland. They had nine less than Philly, 12 less than Mini, six less than uh, Orlando, 21 less than Miami, plus eight, plus four, negative seven, negative 30 against the Lakers. Uh, That was a game we beat them by 10, too. Uh, 10 more than Detroit, five le- five more than uh, Utah, negative four, negative 12, and then whatever tonight's total was. So if you take a look at the total on the season, they're negative 82 uh, before tonight. What was the math on tonight? Was it what, what I say it was 43 to 19? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So 43 minus 19 plus 24. So they're now over there. They're what? Plus 106 or negative 106 this year? Negative 106 in free throw attempts relative to the opposition, and we're the best team in the Western Conference still. Like that's mm-hmm. that's pretty impressive, man. I'll drink some wine to that, my friend. Yeah, Look it is for math, by the way. Only on the Suns Jam session. Yeah, I'm sure everyone wine. enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, sh- like they're shit, they're, they're mowing their lawn tomorrow. Yeah. Be like, Shut up with the plus minus, Voida. The thing is, though, too, like you have to look at it as like, is it a ref thing or is the Suns thing? Of course, the Suns, they really haven't been driving as much until like the last few games or so. I feel like the way Booker's been getting to the rim and stuff, like tonight you watch Jalen Green, how he gets to the rim. And it's impressive, man. That guy forces it. Um, Porter does a good job, too. He does a good job passing in the lane. But you never really see the Suns get to the lane as much, especially when Booker tries to force the issue. He kind of was a little bit slow to that earlier in the season, but now... He's being more aggressive. You saw Aiden, of course, the last three days. So it kind of always started. I feel like it started when Monty did mention something to the refs about like Aiden kind of is not getting any calls down there. I think like the Suns have kind of been more aggressive down there. Um, so we'll see how it goes from here. Um, I don't think they'll probably say anything about it in the post game. I don't think they'll say there's a hey, where, where was our shit. You know what I mean? Like that. I think they yeah. were just like we had a game to win here. We we had a shot. We had three shots in the end to tie it. We hit the front of the rim on all three of them. And that's it. Or to win it, I mean. And that's it. That was we had a chance to win the game. Nothing to do with the refs. It's interesting because like Mikhail Bridges, for example, he never goes to the basket. He like comes across the lane and shoots, right? You know, Cameron yeah. Payne never goes to the basket. He kind of goes down the lane and fades away from it. Like everybody, 
the end result is never at the baskets. It's always doing something around it, away from it. It's like an in vogue, you know, like Madonna thing where it's like, it's never oh, here. Yeah. It's here and such. Right so there. yeah, it's right there. A little bit of that, a little bit of this, a <laughs> yeah. little bit of whatever the fuck. So, <laughs> you know, again, that's the, a, a continual storyline throughout the regular season for the Phoenix Suns is how we just don't get to the line. And sometimes when you, the teams are aggressive and they realize they have an opportunity to attack, they're going to attack. They're going to get us in foul trouble. And, you know, I mean, despite all that, we still only lost by one point. Watch. It before final box score tonight for Dion mm-hmm. Ayton. He ends with eight total points is that right yeah eight points four of seven from the field two uh or two offensive rebounds four defensive rebounds for a total of six rebounds two assists had five personal fouls in this one matthew what's your takeaway after watching the the deandre performance on this one because i really i'm really interested to hear this from you yeah i mean this was interesting um it that's i can just put it as interesting because after the last few games you're just in this transition mode of where you're going to start watching these games as Booker and Aiton's team. Like that's until Chris Paul comes back, it's Booker and Aiton. However they go, this is the way the game's going to go, especially Aiton. So now it's like, you're going to watch him and how he's going to adapt to these situations. And of course you can say, yeah, they're putting more focus on the Rockets, but a lot of it was like, well, he didn't have any points. Of course he didn't even have a field goal attempt in the first half, but the Rockets, they seem to be putting a lot of pressure on him, but it was mostly everybody in the lane. Anybody that put the ball down on the, on the ground, it was tipped out of there. It was back from the perimeter. It was fast breaks. They were taking the ball away from the Suns. So it wasn't just Aiton. They were just really aggressive defense. So Aiton having a hard time in the first quarter. You kind of saw, I feel like, him not getting the ball at all. And I kind of felt like a little bit of a frustration from him, only because usually when his teammate, like Mikhail Bridges, his best friend, is making those corner threes who hit three in the first quarter, He's usually like, yeah, hell yeah. Like, he's always the one player that no one ever does this after every time his teammate makes a shot. It's like, yeah, hell yeah. He wasn't doing that. So I don't know if he was tired or whatnot, but I think that he was a little frustrated because he went on the bench until he came back in the second quarter. And he was like zoned out, right? He was, but he was like talking to the coach and he was just like, it looked like he was pointing. He's like, dude, I'm down there. I'm open. Like, why am I not getting the fucking ball? There were times when Booker didn't hit him. So I don't know what was going on there because I wanted to see Aiden get the ball down there early. He did one time and he turned it over. Mm-hmm. Then he came back in the second, turned it over two more times. So it was like they were trying to work things out. I, to me, it felt like kind of like Aiden is he's he's turning into like kind of an all-star now or something. You know what I mean? He's there, People are taking notice. He's actually giving a shit now. So yeah. this game was to me, it was kind of like, all right, let's see – what you can do, man. Let's see. You want to be an all-star? You want to be a star? Let's see. We're going to set you up. The first quarter wasn't there. Second quarter, they really tried to force and feed him. And it seemed like one of those quarters where it was just like, are we just trying to get him into the game? And they kind of like got past the Suns where the Rockets got back into the game and it was closer towards the end of the second or towards the uh, end of the first half. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking, I'm like, maybe Aiton is just at that point where he gives a fuck. Now he's worried about getting the ball. Now he's worried about getting his touches. It just seemed like that to me. This wasn't a normal Aiden game where he's just eight and seven. It's like, where's that? Where's the effort? Where's that? It's more of just the Suns trying to figure out what to do with him now and get him his touches and also have Booker. Of course, he was hot today. Get his mm-hmm. touches. So it seems like they're really trying to figure out what to do offensively with those two guys. 
And it's going to be interesting from here on because it just does not feel like the same Aiden or the same team. It seems like a team that is transitioning to something else. Yeah, I think that it's when you have Devin Booker and now you have a really defined DeAndre Ayton in this game and and playing that way this season, what, what are scouts going to look at? Well, Devin Booker's goddamn impossible to guard. So what you're going to do is you're going to try to take out their second best scorer, and that's exactly what the Houston Rockets did tonight, is anytime they tried to get the ball to D.A., they would allow him to get the ball, and then three guys would collapse or two guys would collapse. And if he, as you mentioned, if he tried to bring the, the ball down in any way, shape, or form, they were swatting at it. They were knocking it out. They were essentially negating him from being uh, effective offensively. And at the same time, their game plan was to attack him on the other side of the floor, the way they were attacking everybody. There was a couple, you know, early bullshit fouls. It reminded me a lot of a, the Portland game early on, our first matchup with Portland, where DA got a couple really bad calls on him early on, and he had to sit on the bench. You know, so for those of you who sit there and you look at the box score and he goes, damn, you only had seven attempts. He didn't get a play in the first half, barely. How many total minutes did he have in the first half? Let's look it up on NBA.com real quick. First half only. DeAndre Ayton played a total of 12 minutes because he had to sit on the bench nearly the whole time because that was the Rockets game plan. And this is going to be the challenge for DeAndre Ayton moving forward is the opposition is going to go, you know what? We've seen what happens when we start to double team Devin Booker. He has seen that enough times in his career where he can start to carve us up. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to let Devin Booker go for 41 tonight, but you know what? We're going to get, we're going to put ourselves in a position to get a victory. Now, again, a lot of factors. Suns could have won this game easily on one of their like five shot attempts in the last 10 seconds of the game. But they get the Rockets gave themselves a chance because they negated DeAndre Ayton to the best of their ability. How did they do that again? They collapsed on him. They forced him into some decisions that he wasn't ready to make. He dribbled it off the foot a couple times. He had a couple bad passes. And then, you know, late in the game, he finally turned to put a layup up and he was expecting a second guy to be there. And he just, he biffed. A bunny, a, a nice little layup that he could have had. He biffed it, probably because of the pressure he'd been experiencing all night. So what did he do that we haven't seen him do over the past week and a half? He rushed it. And that's what happens, and, and that's very strong scouting and good implementation of your game plan on Houston's behalf. And something that DA is going to have to start to adjust to. right? It's like Devin Booker for all those years when he was the only guy who could score. He had to adjust the fact that they're going to throw – a million different guys at you. They're going to double team you. They're going to have the freshest legs against you every night. And he, over time, learned to navigate that. And that's why he is who he is. Dev, uh, DeAndre Ayton, you're up next, buddy. You're, you're, the, you're the defending Western Conference Player of the Week. Guess what comes with <laughs> A lot of people are just, are just going at you. And that's what they did tonight. They took him out of the game. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And I think a lot of it, I think it more had to do with DA. I think a lot of teams come at DA. It's just whether or not how it just, it depends on how he handles it. And tonight was kind of a learning thing for me. Like, I just think he's in a different kind of uh, spot in his career. Like he's kind of moved up a level. Now it's just kind of like, how do you get, how do you calm down? How do you just, you know, adjust to the game itself? And I don't think he has really figured that out yet. And he, he will, I think if he gives a shit, it continues to like, I don't think of tonight of like a game where he's like, he wasn't really into it. I feel like he kind of, he was, he wanted, but it was to just, be, a, it was just a different, 
They yeah they but then like a young Rockets team I guess because they do have length and they were crazy down there they, they have length man. they're, they're that's physical Sangoon, for that's sure Sangoon's a quality player I'll talk about that a little bit later when we're doing True, the subreddit stakeout that's, that's weird to say though right it's like the Rockets team they negated Aiton you know what I mean like it just that's yeah but that's a shouldn't good, happen but it shouldn't happen but especially for centers more than other positions they tried to take everybody out in this game man. They attacked everybody. That's why the Suns were in yeah. foul trouble the whole time. Yeah. So it wasn't just him. Devin Booker had to sit a bunch of minutes in the first half, too, because they were attacking him and they were getting ticky tack shit on him. You know, yeah. what's his face? Jalen Green flopped a couple times. Devin Booker got called for it. And that's why Devin Booker got that technical. He's like, Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you're calling yeah. me for that? You know, so that was their game plan in this. And again, they're they're a young team who is aggressive and has a lot of really, really good athletes on it. Jalen Green. Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith Jr., uh, Alpine, whatever his fucking first name is, Sangoon. All four of those guys, and they have Eric Gordon, fat Eric Gordon, who eats way too many Oreos out there as they're starting, you know, uh, small forward. But those other four guys are all top five lottery picks. These guys are athletes and really good at basketball, and they're learning to play in, in this uh, in this league. So they're going to yeah. attack, attack, attack. That's all they know how to do. What we saw in this game was they're not any good at defense. So the Phoenix Suns, even though they had given up so many free throws, even though they had they were in foul trouble, they they shot fifty four percent in the first half of the game, and ultimately at the end of the game, the Phoenix Suns ended with a, a shooting percentage of fifty two points. Or I'm sorry, of uh, what did they end up shooting? Yeah, fifty two point nine percent from the field. So they got what they wanted, but the the only way that Houston could stay in is just keep throwing those athletes at them and keep putting just keep putting them in and compromising situations. And should DA get negated in this game? No. Can he be negated in a game? Yeah. A, a center yeah. always can be negated because you you see it to Rudy Gobert. You see it to Nikolai Jokic. He can get in foul trouble too. Joel Embiid. All these guys have games like this. You know, some games are just a, dry, a, a turd, right? This one's a big old fat turd. You wipe it and you just carry on onto Sunday and hope that you don't go back to back. You because if you go back to back turds playing against the the Spurs, another shitty team on Sunday, it's no longer a turd. And then you have diarrhea and you just yeah. can't stop shitting all over yourself. And it's in public. It's embarrassing. It's running down your legs. Mm-hmm. Smells really bad. It's just not good stuff. Well, that it would be a turd game next game for sure. This game though, I would say maybe you know at least a diarrhea. But I honestly think this Rockets team is fucking awesome. Like I know it's like oh you they beat our team, athletes, so man, dude, they are fucking. I love Porter Jr. and Green in the back, uh, backcourt. They, the the I can't from Porter stand Jalen Green. <laughs> Jalen Green is, but they're insanely good. Like Green, of course, he has you know, talent. He, he goes up against Booker. He wants he wants to be that guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's that there's times where he got the better end of Booker. He really did. And uh, Kevin Porter is a great passer. They they fucking they have something there. Like you said, man, that team is young. And I, I actually want to watch more of their games now after tonight. Well, my problem with Jalen Green is it's like and again, this has nothing to do with basketball. So basketball player is a great guy, you know, but like we judge book by the cover. That's what we do. And like he just looks like a spoiled asshole. I don't know. Really? He, he just he, he's probably one of those like AAU kids who got everything kind of growing up. I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I wish I was that kid. I wish I was that kid too. That'd be fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I'm mad at him because I'm not him. I hate us because I ain't us. Maybe, maybe that's my problem. (laughs) Exactly. Did did I say anus? Yeah. You gotta pay the toll troll to get into the boy. To that boy's big dick booker.
the BDB, Big Dick Booker, your Western Conference Player of the Month, went out tonight, and it was through no fault of his own that he that he lost this game. Well, maybe because he missed one of his final shots. Uh, but he went 15 <laughs> of 25 from the field, including four of six from beyond the arc. 41 points for Devin Booker, eight assists, four rebounds. Also had three personal fouls, all in the first half, mind you, and a technical. But it's what, his third consecutive... 40-point game, and just so you know, last season, Devin Booker had a total of four 40-point games. He's had four 40-point games in the last two weeks, Matthew. Dude, it's easy for him, right? I mean, this is so easy for him. Fucking insane. I mean, the way he started off this game, like there is no way he's going to continue this way. This has never happened in his career. I've never really seen this from a Suns player ever. You come into a game, of course, against the Rockets where you're just like, Everybody on that team, you're like, all right, maybe a night off. Of course, you don't think that for Booker, but shooting-wise, you just think it's not going to continue, and it does. It's insane. Until, like you said earlier, he gets into foul trouble. He was unstoppable. It was crazy how good. And he comes right back in to the second quarter. Uh, you know, he sits a little bit early, and he hits a three right away. Like, it's like he doesn't do that. He never goes on runs. He, he comes out of the game comes back in and then makes his next shot like a yeah like a and long ass and, three. And, and, a, and a three exactly a long ass three it's he, fucking weird but like i the, the, he needs to get those calls though i talked about it earlier but he needs to get those foul calls this is insane that we're still doing this with him because every player in the nba that's a star superstar gets those little bump calls and he got he got 10 shots he missed for the free throw he missed three he missed yeah. two and down two the stretch big ones at the spent. two yeah, those huge big, ones so huge. i mean he did get to one, the line uh, but like there's there's something crazy going on with him right now, man. There's there's a lot. It just it seems like I'm telling you, like there's just this weird thing that's going on with this team, where it's just they're they're going up another level, and like Booker is just in, playing at the same level, but he had to have done something to get this. Like he's so fucking good, but what did he do? There's some deep darkness to something he's he's is, he's is, given is up. Tweet where Look you're saying, huh? Where he sold his soul to the is devil, it, to the Diablo, to to Diablo. Man, I don't. I feel like I didn't even tweak that either. That's what's so weird. It's like that came that out of damn, nowhere. Diablo did. So, <laughs> fucking, you know. I know. Yeah, you're 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 right. Oh, the way that he uh, scores is is so easy. It's ridiculous, and it reminds me. You know, the last team that I watched who had somebody who could score this easy and make it look so artistic and. Michael Jordan, man, because I growing up, I was a huge Bulls fan in the late 80s, early 90s. I was a Suns fan as well, seen as I'm from Phoenix. But, you know, Jordan was the one guy who I just yeah. I was obsessed with as a kid. And every game you'd watch, it was just like it was like and Jordan and Jordan and Jordan. It felt like he never missed. And Devin Booker over this run, it's the same thing. Everything he puts up there, you feel like it's going in because his form has always been beautiful but now they're dropping with consistency when you like you said i mean he was four of six from beyond the arc and when the suns were down six in the final minute of this game minute and a half minute 50 and he comes down and he hits that three where campaign has a wide open three he's like ah no and the whole the whole you hear the whole arena yeah they're like oh and then boom devin booker three it's just the, the guy's damn near invincible right now and everybody sees it and that, that's what's kind of fun, too, is everyone's kind of noticing, you know, he, he's getting that recognition. Uh, but 41 points again tonight. It's just it's ridiculous because you look at his point totals this season and he's, you know, 
51, 44, 40, 41, 35, 37, 30 this, 30 that. I mean, he's got, uh, according to basketball reference, he has, let's see, three games where he's averaged 10 to 19 points, 10 games where he's averaged 20 to 29 points, five games where he's averaged 30 to 39. He now has three 40 to 49 and one over 50. So he's got a total of seven games over 30 points, or I'm sorry, nine games over 30 points and 10 games with 20 points to 29. I mean, it's just like the stats he's putting up is, is fantastic. Uh, but it's the manner in which he's doing it. Cause again, we talked about Jalen green, right? Jalen green tonight ended with 30 points for the Rockets, but he took 24 shots. I always mention this. I'm always the efficient. I love efficient basketball. I love defensive and efficient basketball and Devin Booker. I'm so glad that he is the face of our franchise. Cause he's an efficient player. It would drive me crazy to have. And I've said this in the past, like, you know, the the Donovan Mitchells of the world or the Jamal Murray's, you know, that's your two guard because they'll go and they'll get you that 40, but man, they go like eight for 24. So that means 16 times they missed and you're pissed. Yeah, the efficiency is great. I don't think Booker was ever really this efficient, of course, but I think something had to happen where the offense was so spread around for everybody. You know, it was so equal. We always would come in these pods like, hey, uh, you know, uh, Cameron Johnson got his, Mikhail did his thing at the end of the game. They all got their score. They would have scored. Each of them would have a bucket in the last minute to close out a game. Now I feel like it's just, it's up to book. And maybe can't, or not Cam Johnson, geez, Coach Monty Williams pulled him into his office like, hey, book. So here's the thing, man. It's you. It's you. And you're going to work with Aiden. You and Aiden, yes, but it's you. And you're going to get every shot. And I think easing his mind, knowing like, hey, I'm still going to – because this is a thing, right? Getting your stats, becoming an all-star. I feel like before it was like he had to get those shots. He was like, I don't know if I'm going to get the ball back again. Now it's like it's him. Like you said, that one play where it was like he shot that three and you knew it was going to go in, but Cameron Payne was wide open. They went to Booker. Like, it's like he knows now, like, this is my team. It's always been his team. But mm-hmm. come on, guys. Like, we've always liked other players more than book. But jersey-wise, we've always yeah, – Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. Yeah, but now it's like, no, this is book. So I think it kind of eases his mind now where he's like, okay, it's mine. So I don't have to worry. So I think maybe that worry has lessened a little bit. And now he can just focus on his game and just being the number one. And Aiden, him and Aiden working together. So – that's beautiful, and I hope that continues, and that might have been a thing that they talked about. I guarantee you it's a team that they t- or a thing that they talked about because that's how this team's going to s- succeed. And, you know, what we're getting a preview of this season is life post-Chris Paul because he hasn't been playing a bunch, and guess what? Like, he won't be there probably <laughs> next year or maybe the year after. I mean, it's like, so th- that's what's going to make this team successful. You have both these guys locked up for the next four or five years, right? So it's like – what are we going to be? What's going to make us successful? Well, this is the game plan. This is how we're going to attack. And the great thing is they're going out and they're executing that game plan. And it's it's fun to watch. And, and to your point, Matthew, when we talked about how effective uh, Devin Booker's been, the his effective field goal percentage, which is the statistic that adjusts for the fact that the three-point field goal is worth one more than the two-point, yada, yada, yada. He, it, it's the highest of his career right now at 54.6%. This season, he's he's shooting 37.8%, and that's before tonight's performance. So, I mean, he's having an amazing year. And as as this season and this team progresses, you know, that load that he has to carry, we do need it alleviated by some players. We do need it alleviated by some of the assets that this team has. And one of those guys tonight who did a great job, and this is like, I hate it when we waste a good Bridges game. The Ward. 
Eight for 16 from the field for Mikhail Bridges, 22 total points. He was three of seven from beyond the arc, had eight rebounds as well. You know, knowing that there was going to be no Torrey Craig slash Cameron Johnson slash Jay Crowder, you knew you'd have to see a little bit more from Mikhail Bridges on the rebounding side. And I was happy to see that. And I hate that we that we waste a good Mikhail game. He also <laughs> led in personal fouls. And I kind of like to see that too. <laughs> you know, I mean, you play such great defense, fucking slap them assholes around a little bit. Yeah, so the last one we got hit in the head, that one actually looked like it hurt a lot, and I yeah. felt kind of bad for him. And then he got it hurt in the ankle or something there. Yeah. So hopefully that doesn't linger. Yeah, Bees is right in the chat. Pray for the warden's health. Yeah, I feel like he's a one guy where he falls down. Like, you kind of get scared because he's so long and lanky. He kind of reminds me of Anthony Davis in a way where he's just so abnormally long. And, like, if he falls – well, Anthony Davis, of course, has an injury history, but – that's like you just think anytime they hit the floor it's going to be something bad because of how big they are and how long they are it's like how do they mm -hmm. even function in life without killing themselves or breaking a leg i don't know i just think about those things so but well, we'll and Mikhail bridges, bridges did say after the game that he he thinks he hyperextended his right knee but plans to get it checked that's per Dwayne rankin uh so we'll see moving forward i just just stop you know what it's 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 frustrating because Last game, we were talking about Kobe Bryant and Shaq. This is a finals team. This is the championship team. <laughs> and then right we here. play the and then we play the Rockets. This always fucking and this is for every fan out there, but not the ones that actually cheat like the Patriots or the you know the, the Lakers. The ones that actually like win it all the time. This always happens where we have such a great game. We think this is it, Aiden and, and Booker, and then they can't find their way this game. Booker still looks great. Everything else kind of falls apart. You already have injuries. Torrey Craig's out. We're going to be talking about that in two weeks. It's going to be like, oh, remember, Craig was fucking awesome. And now he's like in and out of the lineup. Yeah, groin injuries. So that's this not something that time, he's just man. like, oh, my groin. My groin feels great today. You know, it's just like, yeah, you're right. It's going to be. But we're better earlier, though, right? I mean, not to get the injuries out, but like, I'm glad this is happening before the All-Star break. If these guys I, are getting I, I do, too, because we're in a good position right now. Like, you know, you don't want to lose these games to the shitty teams, right? And you don't want yeah. to lose any games, period. But, you know, because of the lead we have in the Western Conference right now, which I don't even know what it is right now. Do you know what the lead is after tonight's game? I don't even know, dude. I don't the even West know how we're leading. <laughs> the because the Western Conference is fucking wonky as shit this year. It is, dude. You know, it's, it's, a, it's weird. There's a lot of teams that are in the middle. But if you take a look at where the Suns are, we still maintain the overall number one seed. The Denver Nuggets and the New Orleans Pelicans are both one game behind us. Uh, the Nuggets at 14 and 8, the Pelicans at 14 and 8 as well. Memphis is two games behind us. The Clippers and the Jazz are two and a half games behind us. You go all the way down, the Rockets are nine games behind us. But yeah, you don't want to lose a bunch. You want to try to maintain a. Uh, Dude, that a Pelicans lead. team, man, they were talking about the Suns are yeah, top five in offense, defense, right? Yeah. The Pelicans are the other team too in the West. Yeah, and they're good. <sighs> They're going to be fucking great. I was just trying to look up to see if Zion, because he was hurt a little bit. I don't know if he actually was back playing, but I'm like, dude, that team, if we, I don't want to face that team in the playoffs. They're fucking, oh yeah, he's back. <laughs> he's oh back. yeah. Oh yeah. He's back. Big time. Big time for uh, Zion there. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. I was hanging out in Houston tonight, laddie. <laughs> just hanging out down there with the Houston Rockets people. <laughs> Who do you look uh, like? So Stephen um, King? Uh, yeah, I was going for some <laughs> vibes. I'm it. I'm writing a book tonight, guys. It's going to take place in uh, Castle Rock, place in Maine, because every one of my 
every one of my it's always in Maine. It's always in Maine. Um, a couple things. Let's see. The beginning of the game. So you got to remember, the Suns started this game twelve and two. Uh, not record, but that was the score. It was twelve to two right off the bat. God, I thought I was gonna have an easy night. Um, they said <laughs> what? They said this is basketball terrorism. That's what one somebody said. Whoa! And then somebody said, "I was like, wow, that's aggressive." Had this been two thousand and three, like the FBI'd be like knocking at your house. <laughs> That was nobody, Brooklyn. That was just me. Okay. <laughs> Hi, just me. <laughs> I, my dog's like, run, run, fucking, who the fuck's knocking at 10 o'clock at night? Um, another member of the Rocket subreddit said, Why Phoenix get special court for their special jersey? And why we didn't get any? Oh, we've been there. <laughs> hey, we barely got a special court. That one's actually kind of ripped off. So, yeah, we, it's a lot it's of other teams have Valley it court. They reused us. it. Yeah, trust us. Other teams have it better. They have like some teams have like three different courts. Crazy. Yeah, and we should have one for our 90s, but we don't. Yep. Somebody said Sangoon is our future. Build a team around him. What do you think about that? What do you think about Sangoon? I will rip off his statistical line just for those of you who like to hear statistical lines. He had 13 points. He had two assists. He had four rebounds. He had one block, two steals, 24 minutes played. Nothing spectacular, but he had some very solid plays, I feel. Yeah, he's interesting. He's actually the guy I think of like as the asshole. Like he looks like an asshole. Like his, I because like doing like looking up the Rockets pictures and stuff. Like all his pictures, he just looks like a fucking prick. Him, but that's the way he has to be. I think in the NBA, right? You have to be that kind of guy to be down there and dirty. He seems fun to have on your team. I don't know though, man. I feel like he's one of the guys where I don't know what I'm looking at yet with this Rockets team. But the other guys, I can kind of figure out. He's the one. I'm like, I don't really know. But there's that dude, um, really quick, uh, Eason. Yeah. Eason's fucking great. I like that dude a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like him a lot, man. Well, I also like that Fernando guy they got too, man. Uh, he had like he was seven of eight from the field, had Jeez. seven rebounds and 14 points. Yeah, I mean, he was just a fucking machine on the interior. No one can stop him because they took advantage of the fact that we didn't have size behind DA. So they just like just they're like, oh, just feed the ball to him. Just dunk, dunk, <laughs> yes. dunk, 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 dunk. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Have fun. Have fun. Uh, somebody else said, at some point, Devin Booker's going to miss, right? And then somebody else responded, he's dropped 44 and 31 and three quarters the last two games. He's just hot. And then somebody said, Booker playing the whole quarter against the worst team in the league is so cringe. That's my fucking ass off, dude. It's stat padding for MVP votes. And then you could tell, this is the funny thing about tonight, is you can tell there were some Suns trolls in there. And I kind of want to take credit from that from a jam session standpoint. Because somebody said, nah, he does this every game. He plays the first quarter and sits till midway through the second. Plus, you can't go easy on young, talented teams. And there were people in there calling, you know, like the, the Rockets, like after a foul, would start bitching their fans were. And then like somebody would respond like, dude, you have 20 more free throws in the Suns. So kudos to anybody who's listened to this podcast and who actually went into the Rockets subreddit and was defending the Suns. I loved seeing that shit. And people were getting a little pissed off. Like, yeah, there's some Suns trolls in here. Yeah. I'm like, good accountability for your shitty takes. Yeah, Rockets. seriously. And you totally you look like uh, my neighbor's mo- uh, mom back in the day. Um, really? Yeah. Looks Name? Good. The Schmalls. Schmalls. Yeah, Shout out to the Schmalls see. out there. Shout um, to but, the Schmalls. <laughs> dude, okay, so the thing is, what are we doing here in the NBA? If you can't just play against these shitty teams, like, it's so stupid. I hate that shit because it's like you're in the NBA, man. Yeah, they're like, well, dare so Devin pissed. Booker play don't, against the Rockets? Don't play hard. You know, if everyone played hard like Booker, they they would get his uh, achievements as quick as he has, too, in this career. So, 
Just uh, I hate that shit, man. Well, you're gonna hate this one even more. Somebody says I generally hate Damian Lee. Really? Genuinely Why? hates. Well, he's a Western Conference <laughs> foe. They've been going against him, uh, you know, as a member of the Rockets and now a member of the Suns. But they genuinely hate them. <laughs> it's not that they hate him; they genuinely hated him over in Houston. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> and here's here's a here's a really good one. You ready for this? And we and this will predicate a little bit of a shamit conversation because I think we need to have a shamit conversation after uh, his performance tonight. But it says shamit looks like. Trey Young and Clay Thompson mixed sperms. He looks like who? Clay Thompson and who? Sorry. Trey Young mixed Trae sperms. Young? Oh, yeah. That's pretty good, man. Analysis. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of Landry tonight? He, he came, he played 19 minutes. He was one of five from the field, one of four from beyond the arc. Uh, had an assist, a steal, a rebounding, four personal fouls. Five. Oh, you know what? Sometimes I can't stand this shit. I get sick of it. I get sick of the way he's just so passive and. He's like a he's like the young boy at like the the deli with all the the older dudes that hang out. Maybe they're in the mafia. Who knows? But he's like the younger the younger kid that just runs around and does a bunch of shit. But he never opens his mouth. He's just yeah. like oh, drops this off and he runs away. It's like who the fuck was that? I don't know. He's gonna kill somebody when he's thirteen or something like that. You know what I mean? That's what he reminds me of, dude. Because it's just like fucking. I don't know. I don't know what he's doing out there sometimes. And I've I've been a big fan of his. I have. But like you got to be aggressive, especially in these games, dude. Just do your thing out there. This is Stop when you can be aggressive, man. Yeah. This is when you can be aggressive. Uh, I love what um, Kiko G says. He goes, Shamit was smoking with Dario this game. Like he, yeah, he he had he had a couple puffs yeah, of the Magic Dragon for the game because he just looked discombobulated at times. <laughs> uh, and again, I think you and I are both proponents of Landry Shamit, and we want to see him get some playing time to get back in yeah. the groove because I feel like he's has some promising days and games ahead of him he had a couple really good defensive possessions early on but after that like i literally wrote my notes like hey looking okay on d and then like as i wrote d he just like sucked the rest of the game and that's just that's just the landry shaman story Step up, man Uh, brought written by stephen king please and then the last thing somebody (laughs) said fuck wide eight and decided to decide to start playing now Uh, because you guys stopped fucking hacking him and shit so he had the ability to play so there you go ladies and gentlemen your favorite segment on the sun's jam session podcast the subreddit stakeout see the sun's jam session subreddit stakeout what nothing (laughs) what you say to me nothing go ahead dude i was gonna say we only have five minutes left it's crazy yeah, I don't know where it went. Whenever you drink wine and do this podcast, it goes by really quick. Just know it tastes so good, dude. Oh, I love drinking wine and talking about the Phoenix Suns. One thing we got to talk about before we hand out the Jam Star, though, and you're gonna love this one, Matthew. In the point It would be unsuns Jam session like if we didn't comment on what Kanye West tweeted out. Yeah, yeah. He said, let's break one last window <laughs> before we get out of here. I caught this guy with Kim. Good night. And it's a, Chris, a picture of Chris Paul. So he caught Chris Paul with Kim Kardashian. That's what Con, Kanye, I don't know what fucking planet I'm on anymore, West tweeted out last night. What do you mm. think about that, Matthew? You're, the, um, you're more the Kardashian pop culture person here. What is your take on that? Or do you even give a shit? No, no, I, I mean, I, I don't. That's the thing is I don't because I feel like why do people not believe it? I mean, it's the fact that, oh, he's married, right? Chris Paul, he's married. Yeah, I think he's, he's got kids. Married. Yeah. 
Okay, but they live in another. They live in L.A., right? They live yeah. in California. Correct. Um. So the way that these basketball players live is like nothing you will ever experience. The thing oh, that LeBron yeah. James is, and I'm not saying anything, and I I'm not saying that they are this way. I'm just saying this is what I think, and it probably is true. LeBron James is married from the very beginning, high school sweetheart. You're not saying that he's never done anything with anybody else. Oh, I know. He's just never been caught. But no, but even Steph Curry comes out and says he has an open relationship. Steph Curry is probably like a guy that's like, okay, I'm just going to go out there and say, it. I'm sick of hiding all this shit. Like everyone just needs to know, like, that's my wife, but then I get to mess around. She does too. Mm-hmm. They think they just do this. So it shouldn't be a big deal. It's Kim Kardashian. She does a lot of for the uh, justice reform. I'm sure he's in on that with her or something. Who knows? But like, it's not a big deal, though, right? I don't think it's like it's just he's gonna get a divorce over it. No, 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 no. It's just Kanye is like one of those people who, like, have you ever gotten an argument with anybody and you start calling them on their shit and then they just start bringing up the most random shit ever? Like, I feel like Kanye, who's on some podcast, I saw it very briefly, but he's on some podcast or some show the other day, and he has like a full on like. Yeah, have you ever seen Pulp Fiction? Oh yeah, dude. you know the like Zed, Zed's dead baby, like the guy in the yeah. leather suit. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. like dressed in like this all black leather suit, and he's talking through it like in a microphone. Like the guy's off his fucking rocker, so he's just pulling shit out of his ass left and right. And there's probably some validity to it, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's crazy, know. dude. I honestly, I think about it a lot. Like the lives that those people live are crazy. It's, we'll never under, we'll never oh, yeah. understand whatever Kanye is saying. We'll, whatever he's saying, we take it as different from what he's really trying to say most of the time. But then also, it still doesn't make sense because it just means something different in that universe. They have a way different thing. What he did on Alex Jones' podcast was not acceptable, obviously. Yeah, and he, he's banned from Twitter right now. He's suspended because what he posted. So. It's crazy, dude. I just want to know, like, where did this all fucking come from? Like, what is happening? What well, he's always been nuts, but like, what the fuck is happening, man? Sorry, mm, that's all I just want. No, nah, it's just it just it compounds itself, right? It's almost like a mental illness. It's like, and again, you're right. They live such different lives. Like, I'm pissed off because when I get up in the morning tomorrow, I have to go put gas in my truck. Like that's <laughs> that, my life. I hate that. Oh, I, I do hate too. That. And like when you're driving home, you're like, that. dude, I could just pull off right now. I could just get gas right now and I don't have to deal with it tomorrow morning. But you're like, yeah. I just want to get home from work. And then you do it yeah. and you get home and you're like, I should have just fucking done it. Like, that's the life I live. You know, who knows yeah. what these guys live? So let's and- let's hand out some hardware. Jam star of the game. All right, Jamsters, a reminder, if you're watching along live, hit that thumbs up button. If you're watching later, hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening to the podcast, just enjoy it. We're not asking you to do anything else except keep those AirPods in or the Beats by Dre or whatever you got in. Maybe you got the old school things, and sometimes they got a wire, and they catch on something. Yeah. They fall over, whatever. I hate when that happens. All the time. Uh, But just enjoy the podcast. If you're watching along live, let us know who is your jam star of the game. Matthew, I'll go first because I think you went first last time, or I don't know. But it's Devin Booker, 41 points. He was unstoppable again tonight. Unfortunately, the Suns couldn't pull out a victory, but it didn't stop Devin Booker from dropping another 40 bo- 40 burger, 40 bottle of wine on us. That's Devin Booker tonight. Yeah, let's, yeah. Let's roll. And before when I said, like, hey, Monty told him, like, hey, you're going to take over the game, of course, or take over the team, of course, because no one's really there to help as much. But, I mean, that makes sense, right, for him to do that. But I just think the way that he's been playing lately, last year, going into this year, he's sharing the ball a lot. So I think it's a different kind of book. I like this kind of book. Um, I also, yeah, getting gas in the morning. Like, there's one guy 
that is i bet you, i think he's like he's out of the insane asylum you just you see that in their face and he's walking around and i hate getting gas because i feel like every time i get gas i see that guy walking around where do you whichever get one i go at? to it, i change it up every time and i see that same see, guy that's dude. why you go to costco Creepy. literally uh what it was it the other day cave creek and bell <clears throat> some guy just pumping his gas and that crazy guy was there shot him like three times killed him just pumping his gas whoa you know, really? and then the guy, I guess, was like dancing around and all happy when the fucking police showed up because he was a fucking crackhead. Yeah, that's what happens on yeah. Cave Creek. There's crackheads. But like, that's why it's like, go to Costco, man. There's a different it's a different machine at Costco. There's a long line, a lot of witnesses. You don't have a lot of bums hanging around there. There's no convenience store at a Costco. Right. Circle K has a convenience store and people hang outside that convenience store. And that's where the people start itching themselves and get all cracky. So, dude, go to Costco, man. Don't okay. fucking, don't, I'll go don't there, fuck man. with Circle K, Arco, Valero. It's Unical, crazy. There's Mobile, always people just stuff. standing there. Like, there looking, are. Gas you go in there, shady. people are in line the opposite way. They're looking at the door. I'm like, what are you, what are you Costco, standing man. there? What are you going to do to me? It's fine. Touch me or whatever. I don't care. Just get it over <laughs> with. No, but like a guy, like I was thinking about that. I'm like, this dude just showed up. He just needed, he, same thing as me. He's like, fuck, man, I got to go get gas. God damn. And he put it off as long as he could. And he finally went yeah. and, and he got gas and he got fucking killed for it. That's bullshit. So on that note, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it for the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We do have some pretty exciting news coming right around the corner as it relates to the Sun's Jam Session podcast. For those of you who may have noticed or you may not have noticed, we have uh, we have a new logo. Not really new, but we fine-tuned it a little bit. We changed the font on it a little bit. looks a little bit more sleek. I don't know if anyone notices or even cares, but we do have some <laughs> very interesting news coming right around the corner as it yes, pertains yeah. to the Sun's Jam Session podcast. Uh, do me a favor if you can. Tomorrow morning, tune into the Sun's Solar Panel podcast with David King and Brandon Zona Hoops. Uh, 8 a.m. on the Sun Solar Panel. I Actually, I'm going to be a guest host on that one as well. So stop by, and I'll talk about crackheads and, and getting shot for gas there too, I guess. I'm, I'm going to really bring it down right off the bat first thing in the morning. So, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for your support. You can follow me at Darth Voida. You can watch all of my reviews after the Suns lose games on brightsideofthesun.com. You can follow the show at Suns Jam on Instagram, Twitter, and the talk that is tick. You can follow Matthew. And Matthew Lissy. And you can follow him to the gas station, apparently. So do that as well. I'm afraid. Go home and love your gas. Bye.